we have Michael Grimes as the creative of the month. I'm your host, Stephen. And um, yeah, Michael, welcome. Thank you. If for you guys like whom I don't know, Michael, uh, or myself, actually. So I grew up actually with Michael a little bit, mostly like in the college age time. I don't know, man. You know, the thing is we're, we're getting old. So it's like college <laughs> feels like so long ago. It does. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, um, I got introduced to Michael through some mutual friends uh, because uh, we were doing like some worship stuff. So I used to be involved with this ministry that, you know, did 24-7 worship and different, you know, worship initiatives. And Michael came, you know, play bass. And, you know, he was like one of the cool kids, right? Because he was like, like always dressed like a certain way. You know, I always talk about this because it was so cool to me because he would wear the same thing every time. You know, it's like a white t-shirt. He was always clean, never dirty. And, you know, like black pants or black jeans, you know, and boots, you know, and this is like, oh, I was like, man, this guy's so cool. And then he would wear like the beanies, you know, I remember back in the day when like those beanies, you like fold them up. So, yeah, Michael, like I remember like when you guys came in, like from the moment I've met you, like you've been like someone I look up to in creativity or like someone that's like him and he knows what he's doing. Or like Darren or like, you know, all these guys, right? You guys were like always pursuing like excellence in creativity, in music, in design, in video. And I remember I was actually looking at a video that we made together, Awake in the Watchmen, where I had you come and bring a you know camera and lights and we did like this yeah. promo for me. <laughs> um, so we've done a lot of things together. But for you guys who don't know him, like he's an actual, he's a DOP now. And he's doing a lot of things, you know, in, in the commercial space. And I wanted to bring him in to just like introduce him to our Spikenard culture, creative community, but as well get to know him as a person. So you guys can actually learn what I've learned from him. And so, yeah, Michael, like welcome. And I'm just going to ask you to just introduce yourself. Uh, tell us uh, about your journey. But before even you get into the journey, tell us what you do, where you're based and yeah, tell us actually, what's your favorite food? You know, let's just make, make it light. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, I love food. So <laughs> I, I can never pick a favorite because I love it all. Um, <laughs> I'm based in Akron, Ohio. Uh, and as Steven said, I'm a DOP, a director of photography for a studio here, production studio. So we do... Um, mostly commercial work here. Uh, and then I also work with others for uh, some more creative endeavors, music videos and short films and the such. So. Yeah. So how did you get into that field? Like uh, just how did you get into this? Cause I know you grew up in church. I know your mom and your uh, father-in-law, um, no father. in uh, Actually. Yes. Also your father-in-law, like you're surrounded <laughs> by ministry initiatives how did you get into it? Did you get into creativity through the church or like, did you just get inspired by someone else? Like who was your biggest inspiration? Yeah, I've always, I actually don't know where it started. I just remember as a kid being really into art and got my start as any kid does with drawing and just really loving it. I saw at the time, my stepdad, who was a great illustrator he would draw and i would just watch him and just be amazed at his skill and uh just really feeling like hey, i i want to get 
good at this. Like I want, you know, I could see that there was somebody I knew and I was watching that was good at what they were doing. And I realized like, Hey, I need to, I need to get better. I need to do this, I, I, that I can do that. And so I would just watch him and get really inspired. So, you know, as I got older, I started to, you know, you navigate uh, society and social situations with your peers and school and everything. And I just realized that I just didn't have whatever it takes to, to kind of do what everybody else was doing, you know, sports and all that. And uh, just really felt drawn as I got older to to art. And so I just would take every single art class I could. And uh, I didn't have any clue as to what I wanted to do as a career, what I wanted to do when I got out of school. I just knew that it had to be art related. So uh, I took every art class I could and then went to college for art and then landed a job as a graphic designer out of high school for an in-house marketing department that uh, was just starting up. And so I learned a lot of that on the job. So, yeah, so I guess, I guess to answer your question more concisely, (laughs) I was always a creative person, always knew I wanted to do something related to art. Yeah. I just, it's all I've ever known. It's all I've ever been good at. I just never really fit into any other mold. Nothing else ever appealed to me. You know, that's kind of how I got started. Um, you know, that led to my professional career, but when it comes to, um, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting question because, you know, what I'm doing now is like fully realizing my creative drive being a DP. I feel like finally, um, I'm able to express what I have inside of me. I'm able to express my creativity through this medium where everything else that I tried with graphic design or illustration, I never felt like I could really fully express the creativity I had uh, in me, like any creative ideas I had. I never felt like those mediums, like that I was able to accomplish that with those mediums. So when I moved to photography, I, I finally felt like, okay, I can, I can fully realize what I'm trying to convey through my art. Right. For those who don't know what a DOP does on a day to day, or if someone already knows what a DOP does from day to day and wants to actually grow in that, what like what is a DOP, first of all? And for those who are looking to you are like, oh, that's so cool. Like the journey that you've had, you know, what are the cool aspects of what you get to do today that you like really love? You talked about having this creative drive right like that what you're doing today is like has helped you like develop this creative drive you see like you're driven now like where before maybe that drive wasn't there so yeah can you just talk to us about that what drives you about being a DOP and the first question just like what is a DOP first of all yeah sure so DOP is a director of photography and in the live action world in the in the video world or the film world um, that's dealing with camera lenses and lighting So I am essentially in charge of, you know, what's the camera we're using for this uh, production, uh, where the lenses we're using for this, and what our lighting setup's going to be. And so I I essentially have, you know, have to make those decisions. And and you you kind of make the decisions about what you're going to use, what camera are you going to use, what lenses are you going to use, how are you going to light a project, a lot of that stuff you decide based on, you know, the story you're working on. So what's the script? What's the story? What's the commercial? What's the, 
you know, for the, on the commercial side of things, what's the client, what's the concept that they, that they have. And yeah, so you're, you're, you're really in charge of like the look, the way, the way the image looks. Like at, at what point does a DOP come into the process? Are you also involved in like the, I guess, like when you are creating the storyboard, are you also involved in that or do you just come in after the conceptualization has already been done and you're just like, Hey, this is the storyline. This is like what we're looking for. How do you capture this? So, you know, so for those who don't know, like me, I've never been a DOP. I mean, I've done some shooting, but I've never actually, I would say been a DOP. What does that process look like on an actual production house, a studio, someone who wants to do this professionally? Yeah. Um, it depends. Yeah, it just depends on the project. Sometimes, you know, the person who's heading up the production, the director, will have it's either it's either the director or it's the client. Like so, on the commercial side of things, either the client is coming directly to us with a need, you know, a video that they want to create, and they have this idea or they have this script. And so, when it, when that's happening, when it's like a client coming directly to us, we are involved really early on in the conceptual stage. And so, yeah, so it'll be up to us to storyboard that video to come up with what, what the visuals are that uh, tell the story they're wanting to tell. And so we work with that client on, you know, on what that is. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's from my experience that happens pretty early on. Once we know what that once we know what the video is supposed to be, what the script is, uh, what the story is, then I, I work on it right away, like trying to figure out what the shots are going to be, how we're going to shoot it. I get, I start get, to get ideas in my head as to how I'd like to light it, you know, in order to convey, you know, the idea is like you're trying to convey emotion and atmosphere and tone through the visuals to represent the story that's being told. So, yeah, that happens. I don't know if that answered your question, but that, that's, that's, that happens early on in the process. So you're pretty much involved, like uh, for your production house, um, you would come in, especially with like maybe the director, the producers, you're like coming into that beginning stages to start planning with a client and everyone. Yeah. Yep. That happens pretty early on. On, on like a set, what is your responsibility? What does it look like? Let's do a music I, video, like on a music video yeah. shoot. Yeah, so I'm I'm working right with the director. Um, we're we're in a lot of this work. A lot of this work takes place before we're on set, so that once we are on set, uh, right. everything can run smoothly. We can be on the same page. What do you mean by that? Like most of the work happens before the set. What kind of work has to be done before the set? So the director and I will, you know, he'll convey the idea he has the story he wants to tell, uh, like with a music video, you know, the artist will come to this director and they'll work out a story. They'll work out an idea. And then the director will come to me and he'll tell me the story and I'll tell him how we might be able to practically accomplish that, how we'll be able to shoot it. And we'll start to put a plan in place as far as the things we need. So we'll, we'll talk about what kind of camera do we want to shoot this on? What, what lenses do we want to use for this? Uh, I'll start thinking through We'll, we'll look at locations. We'll either do, we'll either scout a location or we'll build a set or, you know, something like that. Or, you know, and then you're also working with production designers. So they'll either be building a set or designing or decorating a set. And once I know what these locations are and I know the story and the script 
that we have to work with, then, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about, okay, so how do we want to light these scenes? This is, this is all stuff happening before, obviously before the shoot takes place. And so we have to know these things, you know, uh, before any shooting happens so that we can hire the proper crew to, to execute these things, you know, fast forward the day of the shoot, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm working with the director he and the producers are deciding what gets shot first. Uh, so when we show up to do a scene, I then my responsibilities on the day are to work with our gaffer and grip who are the gaffer is the, the one who will actually, as a DP, you, you have a, a vision of what you want to see. So I'll be talking to my gaffer like, hey, you know, this is going to be a uh, a daylight scene. And so if we're inside, like I want to have a light coming through this window, I want it to be hidden here. I want to, you know, I'll be directing the crew underneath me, like as far as what, what do I want to see happening here visually? And so when I tell him what the plan is and what I want to, what I want to do, he knows the gaffer's role is to know, okay, what light to use how to set that up and how to, you know, to, to accomplish that specific look that I'm going for. And so he will then translate that to the grips who those guys are in charge of actually building the equipment out. So they'll be the ones putting the lights on stands and, and any of the modifiers to the light, they'll be constructing those things and the gaffer will be placing those things. And then I'll be the one directing, like, I need more of that light or I need, more of this light or let's you know warm this light up a little bit or cool this light down that kind of stuff so that's what's happening on the day yeah and so usually what happens is you have an allotted amount of time for setup and you've got a your crew you have to know your crew well you have to know how to delegate well and you know in order to stick to the the time frame you have does that answer your question that's amazing <laughs> that's <all>? amazing <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean i think it's cool because i mean this as we highlight the different creatives as the different things that, you know, people are interested in, like, I think like the clear, the picture is, especially, you know, you're working in a different zone, right? Like you're working at least in Akron, uh, you're working in America, you know, we have different DOPs that are working in the Indian scene as well. So like when we also bring them on, like they can talk about this journey that might look a little different than maybe for you as well. Right. And so, what would you say is one of the most surprising things that, that maybe you didn't think that you'd have to do, but has been like really important for you to be successful at your job? You know, what is like, like, I think that you underestimated or something that people don't think about that you think is really key for you to be successful at your job. You talked about how knowing your crew, that could be a good thing, but like, yeah, what, what things, you know, do you think are really like key for you to be successful as a DOP? I think understanding and it's hard it's hard to understand this unless you know you're around it like it really is something that you have to witness but but knowing what the other departments do understanding like what a production department does what the grips do what the gaffer you know what the electricians need like understanding the need for these different departments Cause we, I, you know, you've seen me work before and I've done stuff with you before with video and you can see what it looks like to have a run and gun crew where you just, you know, maybe you have a couple lights and a mic and a camera and you just do your thing. 
and then to learn like why is there so many other departments why are there so many other crew members uh when you start to realize what they do and what they bring to the table and how that elevates the end result it really makes you appreciate uh, those people you really start to appreciate the talents that everybody is bringing to this one individual production and you realize how much you need those people um it's not just it's not just you having this vision in your head of of what you want to capture because you know when you're in charge of everything that's happening within the frame of this video i can be like hey i've you know i've got this idea i want to execute it it's going to look like this and it looks awesome you know it's a really beautiful image but the thing is, is it's not like I by myself could never do. I mean, maybe I could if, you know, I had all the time in the world and, you know, all the equipment and experience, <laughs> whatever. But you really start to realize how much you need everybody on your on your crew to, to be able to accomplish something like this, something like these commercial productions or short films or music videos. Like everybody plays a vital role. and It's not just one person. That's that's really what I love so much about this this line of work is just the collaboration. That's really what I was missing in design. A lot of what I was doing wow. in design was just solo, and uh, I there's just something for me at least. There's just something about working with a team and collaborating uh, that just really brings out the best in me. So yeah, like I said, it's not just about what can I express and create? I really feel like at any time I'm able to collaborate with a team, whatever work I'm doing just gets exponentially better. That's amazing. Like, um, my last question is just as a, as a Christian, as someone who has a relationship with the Lord, like, is there, I would say when you do your work, when you're creating, when you're collaborating, when you're, doing something that wasn't there before, but you bring it to life. Is there like a process? Is there something that you have learned about the Lord in the, in that process? Um, are there lessons or scriptures that have stood out to you or have you had revelations on set? Sometimes I've helped you grow closer to the Lord or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing I've learned I mean, it's, it's not just one thing. There's a lot, um, but just coming out of, I'll say this, I've never worked completely like for a church or for a ministry. There, I've never had a job where like my sole job is for this ministry or for this church. But so I've always been like in the marketplace. I've always been in, you know, quote unquote, secular job. But the place I started working for when I, when I started in design was a Christian company. So that culture was there. And so moving into this role and uh, kind of switching my profession, my career into video work, you work with a, like I said, it's collaborative. It's way more collaborative. So we're, we have tons of clients all over the place. And so there's a lot of people involved in, in pulling a production off. Um, a lot of talent that you're hiring, a lot of extra crew that you're hiring, obviously just different clients, ad agencies, there's a lot of people. And so you quickly start to realize that the majority of the people that you're interacting with don't have your worldview. Uh, and so you learn how to, you either 
can't make it because you can't handle, you know, uh, <laughs> people that don't have the same worldview as you, um, where you quickly start to realize everybody's worth and value and you learn how to listen and understand where people are coming from. And that's been one of the greatest gifts being in the role I'm in right now is just meeting people from all different backgrounds and all different faiths or political leanings. Like you just meet a bunch of different people and you you, you learn how to empathize and have understanding of where people are, are at. And yeah, I just had to, how to love people as you're in relationship with them. Cause that's one of the things that, um, that's one of the things that has always been a little challenging. I've just never, you know, I was pretty isolated, uh, for a while in the church and, you know, you learn about how to interact with, with people in the world. And, um, but then you realize you don't have you don't have those relationships. You don't have a lot of that experience. And then when you're in a place where you're forced to confront that, like I said, it's, it's one or the other, you either don't and you become combative and or defensive or, or you do learn how to get along with people and how to understand people and how to empathize with people where they're at. Um, and so, that, yeah, like I said, it's been one of the greatest gifts about, you know, being in this position in this role where I am. Man, that's amazing. I really love that perspective of getting comfortable with people from different worldviews and being open-minded, <laughs> you're talking about, you either make it or, you know, it's just kind of like you have to be really an open person to be in this place. Uh, and I love the picture that you gave of collaboration that it is being a DOP means like being open to like working with so many people, different ad agencies, like you talked about, and having an openness that I think sometimes, you know, um, believers are not known for. I mean, yeah. Let's talk about even like stereotypes. Have, have you suffered sometimes stereotypes of what people, have people been shocked working with you sometimes, being in that space, being a light, or just having conversations? Um, have you had any interesting conversations or where people have kind of been shocked or people, you you know, you've had opportunity to just, be a light or just have interesting conversations about worldviews politically or spiritually or any, any sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that does come up and it has happened and it's, um, it's one of those things that I never want to force anything. That's the thing is, is I think sometimes within the church you feel like, okay, when you encounter people who don't know Christ, you feel like you have to have all the answers or you have to say the right things or you have to, you know, the, the urgency kind of kicks in there's no relating to people. Um, and so when you're in this role, when you're in this kind of position, you have to have a relationship with people. You're, you're, you're stuck with people for the majority of the week and then that's lasting for years. And so you are, you are almost just forced into a relationship with, with people. And so you have to know how to, you have to get to know people, get to know where they're at, get to know how to best communicate with them. Sometimes that leads to open, candid conversations about faith, about uh, Jesus, about heavy, you know, deep topics that a lot of people either just want to ignore or um, usually appropriate conversations to have with, with uh, maybe somebody you just met. You know, it takes time to build that relationship. 
to be able to have those conversations. But those conversations have happened, and it's it's been it's always been really cool. You know, sometimes it uh, sometimes it is shocking to people, uh, but usually in a good way. Usually, uh, what I've come to find is uh, people are pretty open. They're not. Um, you know, angry or mad or, you know, any of that stuff. Like the, the experience I've had, at least in the States, uh, that's what I can speak to is that yeah, people are pretty open. Once, once you get, once you've proven yourself, once you've been in a relationship with people, once you've, right. you know, shown that you have, you don't have an ulterior motive, um, right. in, in your relationship, like, you know, once, once people have learned who you are as a person, they're, open to you know listening and hearing your story and yeah there's been some there's been some pretty amazing conversations uh with people that i think um and those conversations um open up something you know in them to to think a little uh, a bit differently about maybe some preconceived stereotypes or or misconceptions they might have uh about christ or about christians and, and sometimes too, I mean, that's one of the things that's, that's great about our company is, you know, our boss is a Christian and, right. uh, one of the, it's a funny guy too. I love that guy. Yeah, one of the cool things that I hear a lot from our crew that we hire, because a lot of just real quick, a lot of our crew that we hire are contractors. So they're, they're, they're people who are working in the film industry on all sorts of jobs. And so we have to hire out for those different crews, you can't have that many people that it takes to run a production in-house. So um, a lot of those roles are hired out. But one of the things we hear a lot is about the culture we create on our sets. That's lighthearted. Wow. That's, that's, you know, um, uplifting, you know, people talk about how, how open we are and how easy we make it. You know, um, wow. there's, amazing. Our, our industry has a lot of, our industry is kind of known for being pretty cutthroat <laughs> and uh, people are always trying to do what they can to get ahead kind of thing. And um, there's a lot of egos involved, but that's one of the things we're actively trying to combat. And so it's cool when you see um, people recognizing, you know, recognizing that there's something different about our sets. That's amazing. I really love that, man. I really love that people, when other people have to come and tell you how much you're impacting them or like how much of a difference, you know, it is to work with you. I think that's like a pretty good indicator that you're going the right direction. And so, yeah, <laughs> that's a, uh, that's a wrap for this session. Uh, I'm going to have you for another session. Just, you know, that's going to be just mostly pretty quick where you'll be giving some quick tips to some of our followers, you know, who are looking to be a DOP like yourself, so I'm super excited, you know, for the next session. But thank you for taking this time, you know, to just tell us about yourself. Tell us about what you do and the nitty gritty details. And um, yeah, thank you so much, Michael. Yeah, thanks, Stephen.